Blog Talk Radio.
Praise God. That's exactly right. Jesus is still our good news. I'm so grateful to God for that. I'm so happy about that. Jesus is still our good news. And I want to greet you tonight, or whenever you happen to be listening to this broadcast on Reaching Out Radio International, that God in the person of his son, Jesus Christ, is good news to all men, women, boys, girls, middle-aged, everybody. Jesus is good news to all everywhere. pray that as you're listening to Reaching Out Radio tonight, specifically in this program, In the Word, with your sister Pearl, that you're blessed that you're in peace, that you are rejoicing because of God's goodness to you. But even if you're not, and you happen to be listening in, I tell you, it's not coincidence. It's not just a mistake. It's not just, you know, you happen to be turning the dial or you happen to be on the Internet or you happen to be hearing this on a broadcast while you're driving your car. This is a divine appointment that you hear tonight or this morning or this afternoon or in the midnight, whenever you're listening to this broadcast, I want you to know that Jesus is good news to everybody everywhere. And that's what we're going to talk about. So I want to thank you and welcome you to Reaching Out Radio International. I want to thank you for being a listener Uh, I thank you that uh, you have tuned in. For those of you that specifically uh, tried to catch this program, I'm so grateful to have you as part of our listening audience all around the globe. We thank God for you, and we pray for you, and you mean a lot to us. So beyond anything else that I can say in that mean of welcome, I just want to begin the word because it's something that's on my heart, and it's good news. We need some good news. How about you? What does even good news mean? Because we hear a lot about news, and sometimes we think it's, it's good, but then again, when we look at it the second time, it's not all that good. Well, good means to be desired or approved of, as in a good quality of life, for an example. It means, uh, good means having the qualities required for a particular role. Uh, It means that it is acceptable. But what I'm talking about is more than just acceptable. It is great. It is phenomenal. There's no other news like the news of the gospel, and that's what I'm talking about when I talk about good news for men and women, for humankind, for all humanity, everywhere. Before I get into the word, let me just Pray as I always do and invite the Holy Spirit to come and have his way to lead us, to guide us, to open up my mind, to open up your mind, to pour into us 
those good treasures that he has for us. So whether you can bow your heads with me or, or not just in your heart, be in agreement as I seek the Lord's favor for the next hour that you and I will be spending together. Heavenly Father, I am so grateful. What an awesome God you are. And I'm especially reminded of that awesomeness of you when I think about how you spared so many lives that could have been lost and could have been injured for life. Right in the Bronx of New York City, there was a, an apartment building that the corner of that building all of a sudden collapsed from the roof to the very bottom. And the bottom, the ground floor, even had a grocery store located in that apartment building. And yet, sovereign God, with the devastation of that building, you did not allow one human life to be lost, and there was no one that was injured. All of the firemen, the policemen, the first responders, everybody is in utter shock to know that no life was lost in such a horrific collapse of a building. I want to stop right now and say thank you, Almighty God, for doing that. We know that only you caused that to happen. Only you spared every life that could have been lost. And we give you the highest praise. We give you all the honor. We give you all the glory. And, Father, we ask you to, for the next remainder minutes of this hour that we're going to share together, God, Help us to see what great news it really is that you have given to every man and every woman, every boy, every girl, everywhere across the six continents that tune in to Reaching Out Radio International, to the over 94 nations that listen worldwide. God, let this message come alive. Let it hit home. Let it transform lives, O oh God. Bring people out of darkness and into your glorious light because of what they hear tonight. We pray that above all things that your name, the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, be exalted and lifted high above every other. We come against distraction. We come against confusion. We come against hindrance to your word. And we thank you, Lord God, that the word is going to go on good ground on fertile soil to produce good fruit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. So let me just right away go into the scripture that we're going to use as our main theme for tonight. And it's found in Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 14. Luke is in the New Testament. It's one of the gospel. It's the last gospel. Well, no, it's the third gospel. Excuse me. It's the third gospel. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and then the gospel of John. So we're going to be reading from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 14. Now, there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. 
Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. Thus, the title of tonight's message, Good News to All Everywhere. Verse 11, For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord, and this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth goodwill toward men. Again, this is taken from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2. So we see that there were country shepherds that were living out in the field, and all of a sudden the angel of the Lord, appeared to them and gave those shepherds the greatest news that was ever given in the entire world. And that news was going to be the news of Jesus coming to the earth. No wonder the angel said, glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Before I even read this scripture, I started to talk to you about what it means to have good news, not just ordinary news. But good news is superior news. It's fine news. It's quality news. It's more than just satisfactory. It's more than just acceptable in this context. The news of Jesus leaving his heavenly home in glory and taking on human flesh and coming to the earth is outstanding news. It's magnificent news. It's exceptional news. It's news of the highest quality. It's news of the highest standard. Jesus coming to the earth because of you and because of me is marvelous news. It's wonderful news. It's first rate. It's first class news. It's splendid news. It's admirable news. It's worthy news. Jesus loving you enough, Jesus loving me enough, come to save us from our sins, is great news. It's super news. It's terrific news. It's tremendous news. It's fantastic news. It's fabulous news. Oh, my goodness. It's brilliant news. It's beautiful news. It's the best news we can imagine. It's rich. The news of Jesus coming. The news of Jesus coming. Do you understand what your sister Pearl is sharing with you tonight? The best news imaginable. And then let's talk let's talk about um, we talked about good. Well what is news? News is a report. <laughs> I love that scripture that says, and I was on a conversation with um Actually, it was three of us. So it was two other people and myself. This was earlier this morning. And and I quoted that verse from Isaiah 
Whose report are you going to believe? It is so crucial that you and I believe the good news report of Jesus coming to the earth, coming to sacrifice his perfect, guiltless, blameless life for you and for me. This is the most tremendous news that you and I can ever hear. You talk about an announcement, which is another definition for the word news. You talk about a news flash. This a communication, something to be understood by all of humanity. This is good news. No wonder that is the definition of the gospel. The gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ literally means good news. The gospel is the most extravagant news that I've ever heard of in my entire life. And I got news for you. It is the best news that you're ever going to hear. My goodness. And this news is for all men, meaning all humankind. When the Bible, the Holy Word of God, speaks of all men, the Word is speaking specifically of what John the Beloved in the book of Revelation refers to when he states, and after this I looked and I behold a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands. So this great news that the angels gave to the shepherds that were taking care of their sheep, this great news was not just for those shepherds or those shepherdesses, the female version of a shepherd. It was not just for them in that locality and in that town and in that nation. It was for all of humanity. I want you to understand this. This is critical. That's why tonight's message, or whenever you're listening to this message, it is, it is entitled, Good News to All meaning all people everywhere. And I quote again now in verse 10. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. So we're not just talking about the people that were living, you know, in Israel, or in the city of David, or in Bethlehem, or in Judea, or in Samaria. We're not just talking about those people. But we're talking about what I just quoted from, and that was taken from the book of Revelation, which is the last book in the New Testament, the last book of the Bible, Revelation chapter 7 and verse 9, 
and I just quoted that to you. So this news that the angel spoke of that was going to be given to all men everywhere, it's talking about all tribes, all peoples, all languages. It's for everybody. Now, notice what I've said before, and if you've heard me preach in different messages on Reaching Out Radio International, or if you've happened to hear me preach in person, you would know that I don't believe in different races of people. And the reason that I don't believe in that is because the, the Word of God never talks about different races of people. But instead, the Word of God talks about people of every nation, tribes, meaning groups and languages, and nowhere in the Word of God do we read about different races of people because God only created one race of human people, and that's the human race. This term race has always been used from the beginning of the United States becoming a nation. I don't know about the other nations in Europe and throughout South America, North America, Australia the Oceania Islands, you know, I'm not sure about what they were talking about in Africa or Asia, but from what I know and from what I've studied, this whole term was basically used in America and then it spread to other places around the world. And it was basically used from the 1500s and then going up, certainly in the 1600s it was used 1700s and up. So it's a pretty new phenomena if you talk about how long the term race has been around in the world. And the modern day use is a strictly human invention. The, the modern day use of the term race is strictly a human invention. God never once mentions race, but instead he more accurately speaks of ethnicities tribes. So the word of God also plainly speaks not about one world nation, listen to me now, but every nation. God is the one who created you and he created me. And he is the one in Genesis chapter 11, verses 1 through 9, he caused us to have different languages and to be placed all over the earth which he, not you, not me created, not the elite created, not the people who think that they know everything. They did not create the world. God, the sovereign God, the sovereign king, he created the world. Now today, once again, is in the days of the generations of Noah, there is an elite group of people who believe that they're better than the rest of us. And they'd like to make a name for themselves. So they desire to build buildings once again, just as in the time of Babel. And let me read, in case you might not be familiar with what your sister Pearl is talking about, let me read from the first book in the Bible, Genesis chapter 11. I'm going to read nine verses. Now, the whole earth had one language and the same words. 
Wow. People migrated from the east. They found a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. And they said to one another, come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and butamen for mortar. Then they said, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens. Are you hearing this? And let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower, which the children of man had built. And the Lord said, Behold, they are one people, and they have all one language. And this is only the beginning of what they will do. And nothing that they propose to do will now be impossible for them. Come. Let us go down and there confuse their language so that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord dispersed them from there over the face of all the earth, and they left off building the city. Therefore, its name was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth. And from there the Lord dispersed them over the face of all the earth. I just read to you Genesis chapter 11, 1 through 9. This dispersing of the people was the Lord's doing. So it is clear that God is not with the program or he's not in agreement of creating a one world government, nor is he in favor with building so high that it reaches into the heavens. Though there are different people groups, tribes, nations, and tongues, please note that there is only one God who created all of us as he created everything within creation. And let me just stop right there for a second. Somehow, the peoples of this world that only one God created, they got confused and they started creating their own gods with a small g. Because, of course, humankind, humanity, men, women, male, female, we can never create God. God is God. He's the Alpha. He's the Omega. He has no beginning. He has no end. He is God. He's the sovereign God who created us. But in our confusion, people began to make up their own gods. They began coming up with their own theory of who God is. And that's how come we have the Bible. We have the word of God. And the word of God tells us in John chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Not like the Jehovah Witnesses created a, a, another Bible, and they said, and the word was a God with a small g, no, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, 
and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and out him nothing was made that was made. So let's go back to humanity. Let's go back to men and women across the globe. There is not a man, there is not a woman that was created without God. Now, I didn't plan to tell you the next thing I'm going to say, but I I just feel and sense that the Holy Spirit wants me to tell you this, and I'm going to get free and tell you this. Now we've got people that think that they know better than God, and they're trying to X out God, or in other words, of saying it, they're trying to erase God or they're trying to eliminate God. We're talking about the creator God. And they're trying to pretend that they are God. I've even heard some people say, I'm God. I'm God Almighty. And those people, when they dropped dead, they soon found out that they were not God Almighty. There's only one true God, the God that's explained in the Holy Bible. There's only one God. And this one God created all of us. He created you. He created me, whether you're in Tanzania, whether you're in Argentina, whether you're in Italy, whether you're in, uh, wow, you're in China, whether you're in Indonesia, the Philippines, in Mexico, in Brazil, in Guatemala, in the Fiji Islands, in Barbados, no matter where you are, you've been divinely created by God Almighty. You're made after his image and his likeness. Now, the tremendous and the great news is that this one great and awesome God, he saw and knew the hearts of men and women. He sees that just as it was in the days when they tried to become gods with a small g and reach up into the heavens, as I had read earlier in Genesis chapter 11, men and women today are constantly doing things to disobey God and to go contrary to his divine will for them. The great news is that he, 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 he will come to earth, and he came to earth in the person of his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to do for all humanity what absolutely not one of us could have done for ourselves. Not one. Not a one. Not a one. Jesus that came to earth. That's how come the angels told those shepherds that were taking care of their sheep, watching over their flock by night. No wonder the angels said to them, listen, don't be afraid. Because I'm bringing you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. So Sister Pearl is stressing tonight 
that shall be to all people, it means that Jesus is for everybody. We, we got this misunderstanding that because I live in India, I can worship a different God. is beyond me. No, that's wrong. That's incorrect. If you're worshiping a different God than Jesus, you're mistaken. Oh, but that's my culture. That might be your culture, but if your culture is contrary to to what the creator God has done, then you don't question God. You question your culture. And to the person that's living in Thailand and you're worshiping some Buddha, then you have not heard the, the good news yet. The good news if you, is that you don't have to worship something that you have to go and pay for, something that was made with human hands that cannot hear you, that when you cry out to them, there's no ability for that thing to hear you, that statue to hear you whether it be a female statue or a male statue, they can't hear you. They cannot help you. It is only the blood of Jesus shed on Calvary's cross that gives you and gives me a right, and I'm going to explain that in a few minutes, to even come before a holy God and pray and be heard correctly. So no wonder the angel said good tidings of great joy to all people. For you that are worshiping some kind of an African deity, one of your ancestors. So many people around the world, they're worshiping their dead ancestors. Well, your ancestors, when they were alive, they needed God. Because they're dead does not turn them into a God. Hello? Sister Proad is just sharing the truth with you. This good tidings of Jesus coming to the earth for everybody, for everybody, every nation, every language, every ethnicity. This is for everybody. Sad to say now you and I are living in a world where they're trying to see how they can change the DNA of humankind. Be very careful. Be very careful. I'm going to say this while I can still say this. Be very careful that you don't allow anything to be injected into you, to be sprayed on you, to be inhaled by you, to be taken by you, to be ingested by you, that will try to interfere and tamper with your God-given DNA. God gave you this. You don't want to become a, a robot. You don't want to be manipulated by evil men who have wicked intentions. When I say men, I don't mean just 
you know, males, but I mean men and women, humanity. You don't want to be ruled or have your DNA changed by anybody for any reason. You want to be pure just the way that God created you. Amen. And so this good news of Jesus coming to the earth, what does that really, really mean for you and for me? Well, let's take a look at who God is. I don't know all of the attributes of God. Of course not. I'm just an individual, just a human being, just like you are. But I can tell you that God, in the word of God, is called Elohim. And that means that the God that we are talking about is the creator, as I just have been speaking and sharing with you. He is not only the creator, he is the preserver. He is the one that can preserve you and preserve me when we're going through hell and high water, but our God, Elohim, can keep us. He is, Elohim, is the mighty God. He is the strong God. He can do what nobody else can do. He is stronger. The strength that our God has cannot even be understood in human terms. I don't understand his great strength, but I know for the amount that I can understand, he's strong. No one else can even come in the same universe to compare with the strength of Almighty God. He's El Elyon, meaning the most high God. All of the false gods with a small g that are out here in the world, some religions have thousands of gods. Others have tens of thousands. And the poor worshipers are trying to keep up with the different gods. Then some people believe that the creation that God himself made, but now they're gods. So some people are praying to trees or to the sun or to the water, or to a rock. But the thing, the problem with that is that God is the, the creator God, Elohim, El. First El, God. Then Elohim, the mighty God, the creator God, the preserver God, the transcendent God, the God that's not limited by time and space. The mighty God, the strong God. This Elohim the most high God, El Yon, he's the one who created the rocks, the stones, the sea, the sun, the moon, the trees. Some people worship animals. They think that an elephant should be worshipped or a, a wolf, a lion, or a leopard. But the thing of it is, again, those are God's part of God's Creation, they're creatures that God created the same way that he created you and he created me. Now, the difference is, is that the only ones that were created after his likeness and after his image that he breathed into is you and me. A man, a woman, a boy, a girl. We're the only ones. The animals are not created after his image and likeness. The trees that you might be praying to, that holy rock 
that you keep in your pocket, that's not God. That picture of Mary or what you think Mary looks like and you're keeping it in a card close to your heart, that can't save you. Pictures don't save us. Medals don't save us. Medallions don't save us. Crystals don't save us. It's not the good news that the angel brought to the shepherds. The good news is the news of Jesus. The everlasting. It's called he's called El Olam, the everlasting God. The forever God. El Roy. The God who sees. My goodness. I wish I had the time tonight. I could tell you from personal experience, when I've been far, far away from anything that I knew that was familiar, in a far distant land where I had no friends around me that I knew, nobody was familiar, it was God and me and strange people. But Elroy saw me. The same God who saw Hagar, Sarah's servant, Abraham's concubine. And when she was asked to leave their home, and she's out now with her child by herself and her, her, her son, Elroy showed up, the God who sees. He's El Shaddai, all-sufficient one. Now, this El Shaddai, El Roy, El Olam, El Elyon, Adonai, the Lord, the Master, came to earth. This is the good news, that the angels, the angel was giving, to the shepherds. He was giving these shepherds the good news that this God is going to put on human flesh and come to earth. He was going to live a life fully God yet fully man. He was going to sacrifice his life to pay the penalty for my sin and for your sin, for your sin and my sin. Why? Because you and I constantly were offending God, going away from God, doing our own thing, just like those people in Genesis chapter 11. They wanted to make a name for themselves, forget about God, do their own thing, build a tower that would reach into heaven and they wanted to become like God. But see, you and I can never be God. You and I are not God. I don't care how much we think we know, we're not God. There's only one God. And even now when you see these people, they're trying this and they're trying that, we're coming up with this, now we've got AI. Now we got this, then we got robots, then we got this, then we got the next thing. And God is allowing a lot of things to take place. 
But I believe, just as it was in Genesis chapter 11, when God has had enough, he's going to say, okay, that's enough. Enough. He allowed those people to build, but then he stopped it, and then he he sent them running. We cannot mock God. This is a time of Christmas. This is a time when people are busy and going all around with the beautiful lights and the, and the Christmas trees. I love it. I mean, hey. It, it, it's a beautiful time when people are happy, they're singing Christmas songs. Some of them have nothing to do with Jesus whatsoever. But, you know, you know, they're singing about white Christmas if they happen to be, you know, in the snow. And I live in, in a part of the country that has four seasons, so I do get snow. I, I do have snow. I do enjoy that. Of course, I don't enjoy it when it, it gets ugly and dark and I have to shovel it up and it's heavy and it's cumbersome. I don't enjoy that. But, hey, I enjoy to see it coming down when it's nice and white and fluffy and gorgeous. It, it's beautiful. But Christmas is more than snow and light getting gifts and, you know, going to plays and happy songs and watching a lot of Christmas movies. And, you know, exchanging gifts and a lot for some people, they're just in their office parties and they're getting drunk. Some of them even get carried away and they get wrapped up in fornication, adultery. You know, Christmas is not about any of that. Christmas is about celebrating. Now, we don't really know when Jesus came to the earth. We don't know for real what day he was born, but we have chosen to celebrate his birth. December the 25th, and most likely he did not come to earth on December the 25th, but that's okay, because it's not about the day who we are celebrating, and that's the Lord Jesus, the most wonderful person on the planet, Jesus, and not just that he's so wonderful, he's so wonderful because he was willing to sacrifice the glory that he shared with his heavenly father in heaven to come to earth to do what you and I could never do for ourselves. He paid the price for my sin and your sin. Because when you sin against God, who is holy, there's a price to be paid because God is holy. We cannot sin and think that God, oh, God just loves our sin. No, he hates sin. He hates sin so much that he allowed his only begotten son, Jesus, to be crucified in the most horrendous, cruel way to pay the penalty. Because that was the penalty, the shedding of innocent blood. That was the penalty. But this time it was not the blood of a lamb as it was in the Old Testament, the blood of a of 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 a goat, the blood of a young calf. No, that was only a shadow of the things pointing towards when Jesus, the only true sacrifice, could give His life 
and shed his blood to cover my sin and my blood guiltiness. Only the blood of Jesus, only the blood of the righteous Son of God paid the penalty for, for my sin and for your sin. Nothing else. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. So that was good news because, see, the angel knew that not only was the, the, the Son of God coming to the earth in the person of Jesus, but that he would come to live a life that was holy, to teach us how to, to love God, how to follow God, to know what his will is for our lives, and then that he was going to have his life sacrificed as a ransom to pay the penalty for my sin and your sin. The only one who could do it. Because the only one who had innocent blood was Jesus. Nobody else. I don't care how they were, how much good deeds they did. Their blood, like my blood, is sinful. That's how come he did not even come into the world through natural means of a natural man and a natural woman. He was born, birthed by the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit deposited Jesus in the womb of a virgin, a young Jewish virgin that was called Mary. Mary is not a god. She did not create God. She didn't even know that Jesus was on his way. The angel had to tell her. She was not with God the Father creating Jesus. That is just total deception. She, like all the other people that were used of God for different purposes, was a human being with an earthly mother and an earthly father. But she was someone that was honorable to God, a young woman of great integrity, and she was a virgin. A virgin. She didn't have to be a god to birth God. She was a human being like you, like me. But she was a holy woman. She was a virgin, a young teenage virgin. And she bore, by the Holy Spirit, the Lord Jesus. Now, the great Jesus and God that we serve is also Jehovah Jireh. This is great news. Because when you and I are in lack, he is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord our provider. Jehovah Jireh specifically means the Lord will provide. I don't know what you're going through, but I know you can look to Jehovah Jireh. The Lord who sees your need and provides ahead for it. And that particular Jehovah Jireh comes from Genesis chapter 22, verse 14, when Abraham was asked to sacrifice only son, Isaac. But then God provided a ram. He's just testing Abraham's faith. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides. The Lord, Jehovah Nisi, the Lord is my banner. The Lord, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord is my healer. 
if you're sick and you need to be healed. God is the healer. God, the one who created you, is the same one who can heal you. Not a jab, not a vaccine. God is your healer. If people are fighting against you, you have enemies. Jehovah Sabaoth, he is the Lord of hosts. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. He is our refuge. He's our great God. He will fight on your behalf. Jehovah Shalom. The Lord is our peace. This is the God that we serve. This is good news. And this great God came to earth in the person of Jesus. That's how come the Bible says his name shall be called Emmanuel. What does Emmanuel mean? Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel translated means God with us. When you have the Lord Jesus on the inside, God is with you by his Holy Spirit. You need not fear. You need not be afraid. This is great, great, great news. It's the best news imaginable. There's so much. I mean, I could go on for weeks just talking about the goodness of God, the awesomeness of God, the God who can wipe every tear, the God who can console every broken heart. This is the God that I'm talking about, the God who sees what you're going through. I don't care what other people are saying about you. God sees the truth. He knows the real deal. And then he's the one who can fight on your behalf. Don't fight for yourself. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. He will do what nobody else can do. Trust me. He is Jehovah Tishkadu. The Lord, your righteousness. I remember telling some of my Vietnamese brothers and sisters when I was ministering years ago in the 90s, and I know some of them felt so alone, so shut away. And I and tried to encourage them. I said, don't worry. Jehovah Shama is here with you. It means the Lord is there. Wherever you are around the globe, listening to the sound of my voice in those 94 or more nations, listening to Reaching Out Radio International, I want to encourage you and let you know that Jehovah Shammah is there. The Lord, the great God, the Elyon, the El Shaddai, he's there with you. Jehovah Shammah is with you. Let's pray. This is good news. Hey, this is good news. When you don't have a therapist, when you don't have a psychiatrist, when you don't have a psychologist, and even if you do, they cannot heal you. They can help you if they're good at what they do. They cannot heal you. The only person that can heal you is Jesus at the end of the day. Let's talk to this Jesus 
Let's, let's talk to him. And if you don't know the Lord Jesus, I would encourage you to run into his arms that are stretched out in an embrace. He wants you. He loves you. He has been looking for you. He has been wooing you. He has been courting you. He has been saying, come, I love you. I have a better plan. Come my way. The enemy's plan is to kill, steal, and destroy your life. Jesus said, I come to give you life and that in abundance. This is the best news for everybody, everywhere, every tribe, every nation, every tongue, every group. We all need the same Jesus. If you've never given your life to the Lord, this is what I want you to do. I can't save you, of course. But if you believe what I'm saying is true and that God raised Jesus from the dead, then confess your sins to him. Believe that he is your Lord and Savior. Believe that he's coming back for you. Believe that he's going to send his Holy Spirit while you're on planet Earth to live and dwell in you to teach you how to walk with him, to teach you how to love him, to teach you how to follow him, to teach you how to obey him. If that is what you want, and that's what he wants for you for sure, because he does not want you to perish, he does not want you to be lost, then repeat after me. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, I come. And I get it tonight. I understand that you are the best news that can ever be given to me or to anyone else. Father, I know that I have sinned against you. I've done things that were not pleasing to you. I've not obeyed you. I've not followed you. And I'm sorry. And I'm asking you to forgive me of all my sins. Wash me in the blood that Jesus shed for me on Calvary's cross, paying the price for my salvation, I receive his gift of life eternal. And now I invite the Lord Jesus into my life by the power of his Holy Spirit to dwell in me, to teach me, to guide me. Give me the power to say no to the devil and to say yes to you. Help me to find other people where I live that follow the true and the living God, that teach the word of God, that desire to live in the word of God. And God, help me to be a witness for you, to love you, to to be delivered of my sin, to be cut loose from every satanic stronghold from this day forward. I thank you that now I belong to you. And you belong to me. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Until next time, this is your sister Pearl on Reaching Out Radio International. This is good news to all men and women everywhere. God is with you. God loves you. And he has the best plan for your life. Until Next time that we gather together on In the Word with Sister Pearl, God bless you. Merry, Merry Christmas. And I just pray God's blessings on you and your loved ones. In Jesus' name, amen.